ready for that. Oh, and we're live to everybody. Everybody can see this. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> yeah. Anna, welcome to Hazy Not Crazy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. First, hey, first welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're excited. I guess we got to talk some smack first because Shannon knows I went to the Ohio University. And I hear oh. you went to some small college up north called Ohio State University. Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty small. Um, <laughs> not many people have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. We're and Buckeyes. They're intimidating, you know, poisonous nuts. It's uh, a whole thing. Uh -huh. But I won't hold it against you. Go. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. My younger brother went to Michigan, so I've had to get used to a little oh God. competition. Yeah. My oh, parents, I think, take it more seriously than we do. Um, they've got the house divided flags, house divided t-shirts. Isn't that thing. funny? Yeah. How, where did your parents go to college? Uh, they went to Iowa State and Virginia Tech. So, oh, okay. Are you from, we were, where are you from originally? Um, originally from Connecticut. I moved to Colorado when I was about 11. Uh, we really had no ties to Ohio State or Michigan. Oh. Um, my brother's just really smart. So, of course, he went to Michigan. He has that over me. But um, <laughs> I ended up going to Ohio State purely because of volleyball. Um, oh, okay. Embarrassingly enough, with it being the biggest school in the country, I really hadn't heard of it until uh, the coaches started talking to me for volleyball. That's so but, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got some great pictures. Let's just cut to the chase. D1 athlete. Anna? Anna? Anna. Anna. Yeah. Anna, yeah. yeah. Boom. There she is. What? Oh, like so, what that. position did you play? You're blocking some shots here. It looks like. Yeah, I was. Um, I was a middle blocker, and so uh, pretty much my only talent is the fact that I've got abnormally long arms, and I'm almost six three. So, um, and you can see big old paddles of hands. But I uh, got. You're on the right, actually, right? You're on the right. Yep. Yeah, that's me, okay. number eighteen. Um, and. Yeah, I guess this is the first time I've ever had brown hair. So I'm blonde in most of these photos. But Got it. Uh, yeah, you're I, almost six three, Anna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's intense. So, that's great. My husband is six seven. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, we're a big family, but we're not. I'm not six three. So <laughs> yeah. So that so we're, you we're would block that all in my family. Ta big meaning, you know, <laughs> tall. Oh yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> And there you are getting ready. So, oh, yeah. God, you guys, it looks like there's a lot of people there. Were your games, like, sold out usually? Or? For sure. Um, well, we were in St. John Arena, which is kind of the historical basketball arena mm. at Ohio wow. State. So it was much bigger than the volleyball crowds we got. I think our biggest crowd is about 5,000 for um, a Michigan game. And, wow. yeah, we had, we had a really great student section. Um, mm. I actually so got – I blew out my knee, and so I ended up – hanging out at the end of the bench close to our student section half the time <laughs> oh man but it was is it yeah, is, this the, is this you get a point shot right here yeah i think uh i'm definitely i've been on national television saying some things that would not make my parents proud um <laughs> <laughs> in celebration oh. dropping a couple of bombs but oh. um yeah so that was probably right after a big block i uh that was sort of where my epilepsy story started actually as I was okay. signed my life away to move across the country a couple months before I had my first seizure and of course as you guys know you have one seizure and then they kind of just put you on watch to see if you have another and if it's actually yeah. epilepsy um and so 
going from Colorado to Ohio, not knowing anyone, it was definitely a learning curve. Um, and, but it's still the best thing that ever happened to me. I think having to go out and it took a while. I'm still learning about my epilepsy, you know, as you guys are aware, I'm sure things change constantly, but it was, um, good for me to get out and experience everything on my own. It's just, I had made that decision well before I knew what was coming, um, with my, uh, future disability. What was the biggest challenge during that learning curve? Because like you said, you go from Colorado to all of a sudden you're playing division one volleyball. Um, it seems like quite an adjustment. What, what would you say the biggest challenge, um, during that learning curve was? I think just not knowing anything about my epilepsy, you know, if I was going to get one point across in this podcast, it would be to ask your neuros as many questions as possible, do a lot more research, go down some Reddit rabbit holes, uh, because I pretty much went in blind. I didn't know what my biggest triggers were. I didn't know um, anything about how my seizures I still have never actually seen myself have a seizure, obviously. Um, my loved ones are a little hesitant to try to just whip out a video uh, camera <laughs> while I'm seizing, but um, weird stuff was happening. Like the first one I had in public, I was at our student mess hall and you know I was with my teammates. One of the, my teammates like threw a table across the room. Um, they called the paramedics, which as epileptics we know, we don't really want anyone calling 911 if it's a normal seizure because there's not much they can do for you at the hospital. Um, and then I went down to the mess hall though a couple days later and this man comes up to me and he like holds my hand and he's just very kind in his face and kind of like he knows me and I have no idea who he is. Uh, and he's like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, and it turns out he was working at the mess hall and his daughter has epilepsy. So of course I blacked it all out, but mm. the first experience of like in public, someone knowing you from helping you. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm just here to get lunch. And then he was, he has so much experience with it that he was like, I'm sorry, you probably don't remember me and kind of explained. Um, but that was a bizarre experience to just be like i don't know why this person is talking to me it was i think my third seizure ever um and so those types of learning curves uh and then of course in dorms you're sharing a room i have such a hard time sleeping as it is and you know my teammates aren't trying to breathe while they're sleeping but i can just hear them breathing and i'm having a hard time getting rest um and sleep, it turns out, lack of sleep is my biggest tri- trigger, like hands down. Um, mm-hmm. And college is pretty much based around not getting enough sleep. <laughs> and so that was tough. Oh, totally. What, how, how, um, so you were 18 ish. Is that? Yep. What? Okay. Yeah. And how, when, what was your, that you and Nathan sounds like have a very similar story. Um, yeah. But, I was right there before going to college. Yeah. Going to college. Yeah. Um, And you really just kind of answered one of our questions that we like to ask everybody is, all right, if there's one thing you can tell people, what's it going to be? And I, we love that question. Um, But 
Um, and that's kind of the one thing that Nathan and I say is, you know, we, uh, between us, we've got like almost 70 years of, you know, seizure <laughs> experience. Yeah. Because I was diagnosed um, as, I was born with it. It's genetic in my okay. family. But, um, so you have, if you could just tell everybody um, before we move on, um, what's your specific diagnosis and what medicine, what medication? Yeah, so they originally diagnosed me with JME, um, hmm. which is juvenile. Uh, okay. I'm blanking on the rest of that. Myoclonic. <laughs> juvenile myoclonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah you're talking to um, your friends here. Yeah. We're in the club. Uh, and, of course, they tried to figure out, like, if I had been having absence seizures when I was, like, sure. growing up and everything. The classic sure. question, do you guys ever wake up with the toothbrushes on the floor? You don't know how it happened. Um mm -hmm. A lot of kids get diagnosed with like ADHD, which actually I got diagnosed with last month as a 30 year old, which has been interesting. But um, so I have tonic-clonic seizure, seizures. Uh, I'm on Lamotrigine, which is the generic Lamictal. Mm. Um, and it's been interesting because that was another part of my journey too, is no one told me that Lamotrigine was also an SSRI used for bipolar disorder. Um, mm -hmm. I think emotionally, you know, you're going from being a teenager into college. And I just had a lot of kind of like apathy. I, I just wasn't a super emotional person. And to find out like eight years later that I was on a medication for bipolar disorder, when I don't have bipolar disorder, it was like kind of figuring out who I am all over again when I Whoa. turned 28. Um, so I guess it actually was a decade that I was on it for that. I met someone in California. I was like, oh yeah, I'm on that for bipolar disorder. And I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I have. Sounds like a California years. conversation. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, a lot more people open about their mental health in California, and just in the last couple of years too. Um, which is why talking about it has become really important to me too. I didn't like talking about it. You know, I think we all go through that experience. Um, uh, but back to the original question, I've always had grand mal tonic-clonic seizures. I had one on camera on a work call that they've just like figured out was tonic clonic, but I wasn't fully on the ground seizing. I was like, my arms were shaking and I was just walking repeatedly into the base of my bed because my desk setup was in my bedroom at the time during COVID. And I was getting a bunch of pings from people on the call that were like, Hey, your camera's on. Like the, I don't remember logging into the phone call. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. And fortunately, like my work bestie was on the call. She kind of told everyone, I think Anna's having a seizure. I, by the time I kind of came out of it, I had a bunch of text messages to her that were like drunk gibberish. And like, and one word was like seizure. I think like all this weird jarbled wow. mess. Um, and that was pretty hard to have had that happen professionally on camera sure. but um so that was my one thing that was weird it wasn't like your classic complete loss of control on the ground shaking um and it worked out now i'm just rambling in different directions but it worked out to be kind of a blessing in disguise because i've there was some kind of executive level leadership on the call and during COVID, they wanted all of us to come back to the office. And I had come to Colorado to 
originally temporarily just to kind of get some ski season in. And then I met my now fiance um, and they called me the next day. So they talked to HR and said, we want you to stay by your doctors, by your family and loved ones. Um, and I got approved for full-time remote work even after COVID. So some of that odd stuff happens. It seems really embarrassing at first. And then it worked out for me to kind of live my safest life to stay with my fiance, you know, California had taken my license. Um, so I, I was taking the bus to work and walking two miles to the bus stop every day for a while. And that was pre COVID. And so some of those hardships now I don't have to worry about because I haven't been driving for about two years now. So where are you now? Um, I'm just outside of Denver. We bought okay. a house in August in Arvada for anyone that knows Colorado. Um, but yeah, about 15 minutes outside of downtown. I, I was just, I was just going to ask how you handled that. That's a really important topic about handling. If you do have a seizure at work in the professional environment, I was just going to ask how that played out, but that's incredible yeah. that they approved remote work and then you got to be closer to your doctors and your fiance there. That's, that's super cool. So just you and the Illuminati and your, and your husband out there in Colorado, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's seen the airport. That, that blue um, horse. Yes. Do you have any insight on that? That thing is. You're the first person creepy. I've ever talked to that's had a seizure, um, like on a, you know, on a conference call, like, you know, on a COVID yeah. related zoom or whatever we're doing yeah. right now. Um, people well, have I've, definitely I've had, since them at had work, more. But... Yeah, sure. Oh, you have. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually that, now that we're on this platform, another really important thing is, um, shout out to Jared Muscat, which you guys know your yep. friends and you've yeah. had on the podcast. He did a, um, this thing called the coffee chat that Patagonia yeah. does at work. And it was on his epilepsy, his incredible story of brain surgery and surfing. Um, and that, I didn't like talking about it with work. Uh, it feels like one of those things that could be looked at as a, obviously it's a disability, but it's something that can interrupt your work, you know, um, maybe hinder your success. Uh, but he encouraged, like his story inspired me to talk more at work and thank goodness I had, because I then had some coworkers that knew what was going on in that phone call um, wow. to kind of gain an understanding that we actually have legal rights as dis disabled Americans um, for accommodations and everything is super empowering when previously it felt really embarrassing. Um, and then now I've had some on the, my phone calls and since I've been able to talk about it, my coworkers know like as soon as I start kind of doing this and not answering and just blasting off, um, they now all, I've made sure they all have my fiance's contact because he works from home in the next room. Um, they've called him. He can hear me, you know, bang and go down. Um, and that's been super freeing to have people that are like, we get it. I mean, the guy that um, works for me, he even has called IT and gotten my out of office set up for me just so I don't have to worry about it. He's a phenomenal human. Um, and my team is really understanding. And also even just to be able to say like, hey, I had a seizure, um, feel free to send me those emails that are like, hey, just following up on this, which I think a lot of people professionally sometimes can see as a bit nagging or whatever else. 
and I've been able to talk to everyone and say, that's helpful to me. Um, if I'm ever like, if I haven't responded to your email and I maybe had a, like, I just had a seizure Friday actually. Um, and it's, yeah, it's incredibly freeing professionally just to be very open about it. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to work for a company that has fully supported me. I think that's, I mean, you're kind of, <laughs> we, we, uh, Nathan and I, we call, we're on the same cycle for seizures. We're like cycle sisters you're and cycle you're right sister. in there. Uh, I had a seizure oh. one or two, uh, on <laughs> last Monday or Tuesday. And it's mm -hmm. so funny because, uh, I had, I don't even remember this. This is part, the part that's a little like, oh my gosh, I sent in payroll, um, you know, to our finance committee and then I resent it today because I don't remember sending it. She's yep. like, no, you sent this. I'm like, <sighs> oh my gosh. So thankfully she's super on it, but it's kind of what you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. and, and we work, uh, I mean, hazy, not crazy is, you know, not my full-time job, but where I work uh, is also, you know, it's a, epilepsy related nonprofit, but that's never really happened to me before, you know? So kind of what you're saying, it's like, huh, that's very interesting, you know, that yeah. that's a thing and it happens and it happened to Nathan just like the week before. And so here we all are yeah. on our same little <laughs> cycle. cycle taking, I know. Cycle oh, yeah. sisters, <laughs> but I take Lamictal too, Nathan. And I also take Depakote, but um, I get it. I'm curious. And you know, Jared, um, he said something and I thought this was so amazing because so many people, when they have epilepsy and seizures, they're depressed. It's just a thing. Like they're really sad I, for lack of a better word about their situation in life and mm -hmm. how they feel, um, you know, maybe they're on a swim team and they can't swim anymore or, you know, things, things of that nature. And what Jared said was his, my doctor told me I can't surf anymore. And I told my doctor, if you take my surfing, you take my soul. And my soul is more important to me. And um, I just thought that was really a great thing to say. Um, and mm -hmm. it, you know, it's kind of like what you're saying too. It's, it's like, it's important to figure out the things that are important and then figure out mm -hmm. from there, like, how can we do this? You know, I'm not yeah. going to just stop snowboarding because <laughs> I have epilepsy. So, mm -hmm. so I think I appreciate you saying that. And then my last real quick question is, do you take Adderall or anything for your ADHD? For so yeah, figuring that out right now. Um, the other medication I'm on too is Clobazam, which okay. so you brought up depression. Um, I just you know I think a lot of us epileptics we survive. Um, we get by with especially kind of the emotional hardships of it. And I started going to therapy. The last two years I've had way more seizures. I'm starting to link the fact that I've definitely struggled with depression. Um, 
I've started having panic attacks and different things. Uh, and I talked to one of my neuros and that's when I got prescribed Clobazam because it's also a benzo that people will take for anxiety short term, but you can take it long term for epilepsy. Um, it's helped with my sleep, with my anxiety, with the depression. Um, and that's been huge for me. And then the ADHD piece. So I'm also, when I got all my testing done for my epilepsy at 18, they found that I have a bit of a heart issue. And so my cardiologist or my neurologist has said that there's no concerns on his end for me getting on some sort of medication for the ADHD, but he wants me to check in with my cardiologist. Um, it's called long QT. I'm on the very fringe of it. It's basically like an irregular heartbeat. Um, like when I had knee and shoulder surgeries, I kept setting the heart monitors off. Like I was flatlining, but it's just cause my heartbeat's irregular. Um, the nurses were like, we want to unplug this machine because if you don't actually have a 39 beats per minute resting heart rate. Like I'm not Neil or Lance Armstrong, but yeah. So there's a couple complications. Of course, epilepsy is just one of the many things. Um, okay. so yeah, hopefully I'll be getting on my therapist wants me to get on some sort of at least try out Adderall uh, sure. because again, that also contributes to the anxiety piece of things. Sure. sure. Um, sure. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people like you said, with epilepsy suffer from ADHD. So. Mm -hmm. a, yeah. And it's, it gets it's kind of passed over with everything else. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. and I did just fine in school. So that was never anything that got called out for me. Uh, but yeah, the anxiety is a huge issue depression's tough. Um, I, I feel like I've done a ton of learning the last two years while my seizures have been getting worse. Um, I'm now noticing, talk about cycle sisters, I'm noticing that <laughs> my last couple of seizures have happened the day before my period, which oh. turns oh. out is actually a type of epilepsy. Yep. That's cattle menial epilepsy. Yeah. 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 And my, you know, not to be totally TMI, but my period cycle wasn't regular for a long time. So I've never tied the two together. Mine either. Something... Yeah. So now I'm going to bring that up to my neuro next to my CM. Uh, sure. I don't know if that'll change any of my medication or anything, but it is yeah. nice for me now to be aware of sure. my times when uh, that time of the month's coming up. Because that yeah. was what happened Friday. I didn't have, I slept fine. I didn't have my normal like triggers. But I ended up having a seizure on the ski lift um, Friday when we were in Aspen. Oh, I've been that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 I so, didn't fall off. Did you fall off? No. Um, yeah. That was another thing, too. I was like, I was a dumbass about, excuse on me, this... part of my French. But um, I was, it just it's okay. absolutely irresponsible. We're unfiltered. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go, go you're for fine. it. Yeah. You're fine. When I was, when I was younger, I didn't want to ask people to put the bar down on the ski lift you know i don't want to be like hey i'm an epileptic we have to put the bar down some people don't like doing that what, what does I it do have that? to do with epilepsy i bar up on those are you kidding me those things are so high what? i know everyone should be doing was it like it, a cool but... factor it's like i don't want to put the bar on because yeah. i i don't know i think some people are more relaxed when they don't have to That's put it down funny. but well here's yeah. i've never miles, had one on right the mountain on the but mountain. i've had one oh, yeah. on the lift <laughs> Yeah, I had that was my first one on the lift. I've never had one on the mountain either. This is yeah, with my best friend. Um, she's amazing. She's a nurse, and her name's Alyssa. She's a for the longest time was the only person in my life that could tell when I was gonna have a seizure. 
she could just kind of see it in my eyes, I guess. Yeah. My fiance says the same thing now. Um, and she's great. She would, she really respects my need for, you know, my desire for independence. So sure. when she could like see it in my eyes in the mornings and we would live together, she'd have some sort of excuse that she had to do her makeup or brush her teeth the same time I was showering and all that stuff just to make sure she was right there if anything Aww. happened. Um, and like I said, she's a nurse, so she's a pro with helping me recover. And yeah, for the longest time before I met my fiance, she was really the only person I was comfortable around after a seizure. Um, so yeah, shout out to Alyssa Winner. She's the Aww. best. Shout out to her. <laughs> Love that, speak, speaking of support hey. systems, yeah, Shannon and I awesome. owe, owe you a very big congratulatory official Hazy Not Crazy on your recent engagement. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We got um, a you know, <laughs> flash. Exciting. When, did, when was that? Look at this, Shannon. That Here was... we are on top of the map. Uh, is that, is that the nurse on the friends. left? Yeah. Who's, I tell, love take us Was that just, did that just happen? Yeah. So it was two weeks ago. We were in Leadville, Colorado. Uh, um, I was completely surprised. We went on this tour, um, kind of this ATV thing up the mountain, saw some beautiful views. And then we were on the way back down and, um, yeah, he popped the question. So it's really exciting. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, we met through friends of a friend I had at Ohio State whose older brother was friends with my fiance in college in Florida. And it's this weird thing where like, if I had decided not to go to Ohio State because of my epilepsy, I never would have met the now love of my life. Um, yeah. So life takes you down interesting paths. But and he seems so incredibly That's, supportive. This is, if you can take mm -hmm. us through, you also sent some really cool pictures. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually Please didn't know. Please don't make those the thumbnail, but um, that was my latest PG. <laughs> is he pulling your ponytail? That's, that's me funny. holding it. Um, so being almost oh, that's three, you. Oh. and I had all the wires. You guys have EEGs, I'm sure, but they have all the, like, the wires coming out of the back of your head. Um, and so there was some good avatar jokes made. Um, <laughs> it is like avatar, right? Up the machines. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are. So he was super supportive. That's him with your avatar point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, we have to get some pictures with all these wires. And what are you guys watching stuff. in the background? Is that Brokeback Mountain? What's that say? Live? Um, extraordinary? Is that is that a Colorado that screensaver? Is, is that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks that's like the computer. It's not even the that's not even the TV in the room. That's just the nurse's computer. Nurse's screen. Uh, they might be watching Brokeback Mountain. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably Yellowstone. If I had to guess. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So great show. Um, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say it's so funny. Um, so mine, my triggers. One of my triggers is hormones, and mm -hmm. I had horrible seizures uh, during my first my two pregnancies and oh, wow. um so and part of the reason and everything is way more advanced i mean my oldest is 16 and then my son is 14 so lots happened um but i was also had to go on topamax during because i you know they're like oh you can't be on depakote and blah 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 mm -hmm. and topamax didn't control my seizures and so um so I had a lot of seizures. I survived, but I, you know, I'm here, but I had a lot of seizures. 
And then um, after that, we, we weren't done. So we ended up adopting and we adopted a little girl from the Congo. And pretty much after that, I didn't have any seizures for like seven or eight years. And my next seizure was I had just come down from the mountain from um, Big Bear. And so we realized that one of the triggers for me is like most likely um, altitude. And so that was kind of the one thing Mm -hmm. that I was like, all right, okay, like, I don't have to go to, I don't, you know, I'm not a professional skier or snowboarder. Like that's okay. And if I really want to, we can go to the Alps or somewhere, you know, where the altitude is very low and just kind of do that. But those were a couple of things. And then, and then, you know, I just had had this seizure and it had been, you know, one of the first times in a long time, but, um, I had had a, a hysterectomy. And so after the hysterectomy, I really wasn't having seizures. So just something to keep in mind, uh, way down the road though. But, um, Mm -hmm. it worked for me, uh, that's really good to know last week. Yeah. Cause I think altitude is a thing for me too. It's hard cause snowboarding is like my happy place. There's really no greater high than a good powder day. Um, and now that I'm living back in Colorado, of course, I'm going even more often. But I've definitely had like a disproportionate amount of seizures up in the mountains. Um, and I've, it's interesting now that, I mean, literally this past week was the first time I've put together that my hormones possibly could be tied to it. And um, so there's altitude. I also have a gene marker for um, breast cancer. I don't know if you guys have heard BRCA1, but. I have this barred one thing that's um, a little bit lesser known. And I've been thinking about having a mastectomy. Um, we're not sure if we want to have kids. So hysterectomy could be in my future. Um, and if it would help with seizures, that'd be amazing. You know, the other thing that's interesting is my neuros told me that with the Motrogen, I couldn't be on birth control. So I've seen that there's people that go on birth control and their seizures stop as well. But I was essentially kind of misinformed about that like you the pill does interact with the motrogen but other forms of birth control don't so it's i've learned so much in like the last two years that you know no i have i've had great neuros but sometimes they just don't actually have all the information um Mm -hmm. there's so much unknown about epilepsy so things like being told at 18 that you can't be on birth control as a whole nother thing for a 19 year old to figure out. Um, but yeah, and I, I'm so impressed that you have children. I actually had a bit of an emotional breakdown a couple of weeks ago because we were trying to get a puppy and, um, you know, my fiance just was mentioning, yeah, we're, we're just gonna have to be really careful about how old we get the puppy because um, I don't want you losing sleep over taking the dog out every, you know, four hours, whatever it is that a puppy needs. And I sort of just had an emotional breakdown unexpectedly. I started crying because I was like, you know, we don't know that we want to have kids, but now is this puppy going to, like, am I not going to be able to take care of a puppy either, all just because of this? Or is it going to be entirely put on my fiance to be losing sleep every night? 
while, um, you know, my disability hinders my capability to help foster a relationship with this puppy. And um, so I think one of the sweetest things my fiance's ever said to me was, you know, your responsibilities are my responsibilities. Your burdens are my burdens and vice versa. And I want this for life. And this was before we got engaged. Um, during That's one a good of my one. episodes. That's a good one. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a huge support. <laughs> and like to hear someone say that. That's and then, good. you know, he kind of went into other ways that I support him. You know, obviously he doesn't have a disability necessarily, but to have someone that loves you and is in your corner. And then also to kind of be like, hey, it's not just you. You take on my burdens too. Makes me feel a little bit better. Um, but yeah, the puppy thing, children, all that stuff, you don't start to think about until you're older and how that impacts those around you. But I mean, that's great that you were, you've successfully had two children. Of course, I'm, I feel for you that your seizures thanks. picked up during that too. Ah, um, uh, thanks. Yeah, my uh, first neuro they're... put me on the Motrogene actually because of that. That because apparently of, yeah. you can stay on it if you get pregnant, but I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, there I do know that there's a lot of doctors now as opposed to when I was pregnant 16 years ago uh, or 17 years ago um, that are that specialize in women with epilepsy or epileptologists mm -hmm. specifically, which is there's one here um, in Orange County and, um, which is great. I mean, this is their specialty. So they have a lot of answers to questions, um, that nobody really had all those years ago. So that's great. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I will tell you, I, right. Any relationship is give and take, as you know, um, we, we, in addition to our three children, we have four dogs and, um, they are not small. They are mastiffs and they're massive mastiffs. But um, my husband maybe changed three diapers. And, um, but, right, I know. Um, I did. And, and our kids, like, for the, at the very, very beginning, um, we had a night nurse for that reason. Um, mm -hmm. And we just we hired somebody or, my mom came in for a little bit by the time we got we adopted my third one like she was sleeping through the, it was easy um mm -hmm. but i pretty much handled every single thing during the day from six o'clock in the morning you know um until bedtime and that was how it went and so mm -hmm. but i was also able to drive and i haven't had my license taken away very often um because it's always kind of been this is we they could attribute my seizures to something so anyway. yeah yeah but yeah well, another thing um i you sent and shared a picture i'm so grateful you did i was actually commenting um on some tags with hazy not crazy the other day and this kid asked like oh is epilepsy really a disability <coughs> And one thing that's burned in my mind just from working kind of in the advocacy space for so long, meeting people like you, Jared, Shannon, is that, I mean, I have like a Rolodex in my head of people after a seizure. And often that is a 
lot of cuts, a lot of bruises in a, like a physical pain, a physical element, in addition to what you can't see, which is just like this mental memory loss, this mental just fog that surrounds where like 48, 72 hours after the seizure, you know, you kind of are trying to um, figure it out. So I have this picture. I'd love to show it. And if that's okay, um, yeah, if you could yeah. tell us about the story behind this. Yeah. So, um, that was one of my seizures in, I guess in October, I was actually sitting at my desk. Um, and that was one of the ones where my coworkers called my fiance and I, so I don't know exactly how it happened. I think I banged into my desk. Um, there was blood on my closet frame. Basically by the time my fiance got in here, I was on the ground and you can see I hit my nose pretty hard. Um, and he was saving me from choking on my own blood. Um, mm. It was probably one of the goriest seizures I've ever had. And so that stuff is pretty crazy. You know, we've, I'm grateful that we've gotten to a point in terms of our communication about it where he supports me and then we can also talk about how freaky it was for him, which is important mm. for the people around you. Um, I think you guys have probably all had the experience of coming out of a seizure and you actually have to immediately go into comfort mode for the people around you. You know, I've got friends like bawling and freaking out and you're like, you're trying to recover while trying to support them. My fiance has been just an absolute saint about um, taking care of my needs, getting me some red meat. I'm always craving that afterwards, but that was a, like a pretty serious injury. Um, I still have some marks on my face from it. My nose was bleeding every day for like months. Every morning I'd lean over to wash my face and my nose would start bleeding. Um, again, back to not being able to drive. It's kind of hard to convince yourself that this actually warrants going to a doctor to get my nose checked out because it's such a pain in the butt to get anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's something too why I think seizure awareness is so important is my fiance understanding that he doesn't, you know, he won't restrict my movements, but he'll make sure that like my airways are there. And he's not sure if I'm choking on my own blood from biting my tongue. He's not sure if it's internal. It's, you know, obviously at the time it was coming down from my nose. Um, and he's trying to protect my head while keeping me from not choking. And that's, it's these injuries that you get. And it's like, I don't know what I would have done if, someone wasn't there while I'm, you know, what did he do? Um, so he was protecting underneath my head with his hands and then he kind of got me sort of on my side so that I was choking the blood out versus choking on it, like laying back. Um, and by the time I kind of came to, I was leaned over just like spitting up basically, um, not to get too gory, but it's, yeah, it was, a little disastrous um and i think probably the freakiest one he's seen you know like i said not knowing where the blood's coming from so his the most important thing for him was making sure that my airways were like open and uh, that i was spitting out and not like sure. having it gargle and choke sure yeah Wow. That's a, Good that's great. Him. Yeah. Great for him. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's actually how Cameron yeah. Boyce passed away. Was yes. he oh. choked? Yeah. Um, but there, 
he had a seizure in the middle of the night and mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah i did you... it's great to have somebody around i had a seizure in my uh house i used to live in and ended up like i woke up there's blood everywhere all of my clothes were everywhere the closet doors were disenfranchised from the hinges and then i walked in the bathroom the toilet i ripped the toilet out just turned into this like postictal monster incredible yeah. hawk but hulk but yeah and then but the last one my uh, girlfriend was with me and she um just really was super supportive like didn't call the ambulance took me to the hospital after the second one um mm -hmm. and I, you know and really thankful for that so it's really great and i'm really happy to talk about support systems on this with you and so articulately yeah. and eloquently about the importance of that. But then also I wanted to cover um, your passions. I think we have a, a photographer among us, uh, Shannon, right oh, here. Wow. I love <laughs> that. Hugely amateur. Uh, yeah. Well, she yeah. said right before this, she sent me, this is a first look. What, tell us about this. This is your <laughs> first picture, right? Um, yeah, it's one of my first film photos and I don't know if <laughs> On the screen right now, I can't quite see the top of it, but um, it says disability rights or human rights. And it was right around the time that I was acknowledging that epilepsy is a disability. I kind of, you know, you hear disease thrown around, different things. Um, but I think that's an important aspect of it too, understanding the, the rights you have as a disabled person. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a hard thing to kind of admit that, you know? And um, I've also seen these, this uh, campaign about like how disabilities or disabled is not a dirty word. Do you think it's really cool too? It's a piece of us, yeah. it's a piece of who we are. It doesn't change our capabilities um, in many ways, even though we do have other disabilities, but yeah, it's a, it's, this is an absolutely crap photo, but it was one of my first film photos I've taken and I've gotten more into film photography. I sent over some pictures of what I, call my little shotgun rider series um it's photos on kind of adventures i've been on with family and friends that are driving me around <laughs> there she is shotgun. Um, I, yeah. I love that yeah so a lot of places in colorado um some you know vineyard tours and different things uh, and yeah i think occasionally still in the ox cord and trying to DJ the best I can in the car and take photos from the passenger <laughs> seat has made me feel a little bit better about, again, feeling like a burden that other people have to turn me around. Um, but as my fiance said, when you find friends and loved ones that are willing to make share burdens with you, it's um, pretty life-changing. So. Um. Yeah, we've talked about disability and that word a lot on this podcast, and uh, we hope to have him on the podcast here in the next few weeks. But are you familiar with the story of Tony Coelho? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, so he is actually was a man. He grew up with epilepsy, and he wanted to become a priest, but he couldn't because canon law 400 AD cited that anybody with epilepsy can't become a priest. So he became eventually the personal assistant to Hollywood icon Bob Hope and he would just like wow. was really depressed and then one day as he tells the story Bob Hope was like listen Tony you know I know you feel sorry for yourself that's is great but what are you going to do about it 
So he ended up getting a law degree and wrote the American with Disabilities Act. And because of that, like you went to Ohio State, like because of that, Shannon was able to graduate. I was able to go to college because that used to be able to be a um, factor in not admitting somebody to college. Um, so yeah, we'll send you some more information about that too. Really great guy. And we, we want to talk to him because, um, it is, it's empowering. And what I so often find is people that go through this type of adversity as we all have is it hardens you and makes you, you know, makes you tougher and Mm -hmm. kind of, you're able to really draw from those lessons and hopefully employ those in your personal and professional life. So. Yeah. No, you just yeah. reminded, this is super cool. I love that you're into photography and stuff. And, uh, um, I love yeah. that too. And I want to use one of your, I don't know, one of those photos or something, throw on a post. Uh, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, please do. Feel free. All um, right. Yeah. I think Perfect. that. And then that I, was... we saw a picture that where you had screws in was that a shoulder or a knee? Was that from a seizure yes. or was that not from a seizure? Yeah, that was from a seizure. Um, actually, I might be able to oh. show my scar okay. a bit. Um, I don't know if you can even see that. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I – and again, speaking of, you know, voicing what's going on to doctors, you know, it's so hugely important because um, – and on top of that also awareness of how to handle someone having a seizure not restricting their movement is so important because this seizure i had i was alone in um, my apartment and we had a couch with a super hard um, armchair and so i seized into the couch and my shoulder socket was basically like i don't know if i'm in the camera going in and out ab- like in the opposite direction of how it should and so so my shoulder socket basically just completely cracked in half um, and so the huge scars from, they had to go in and it's called ladder J surgery. They had to soft part of my chest bone and screw it into my shoulder socket. And that was something where, um, my arm kept like rolling out of place. And then, you know, you go to a doctor and they're like, well, I'll do this with your arms, do this. And it was stable. And you know, they, they're just like, nothing's wrong. And I finally got someone to give me an MRI and they're like, oh shit, your entire shoulder socket's just not there. And then my labrum and my rotator cuff, I guess normally the tears are like from here to here. Mine were just like hanging, just completely off the circle. Mm. Um, And so you have to advocate for yourself. I mean, it took five months for someone to actually give me an MRI. Cause you know, I'd be like curling my hair or blow drying my hair and my arm just rolls out. And at the time <laughs> I was still working with the Ohio state volleyball team. So I was a senior, but I had had double knee surgery and couldn't play anymore. Um, and so I was trying to help like, you know, chuck balls on the court and my arm would just go out. And, but every time I did some sort of basic test, they were like, well, nothing's wrong. It's not rolling in and out. Um, and then, yeah, they go in there and finally take a look at it. So, that was a learning curve for me at 21 years old to really push like there's something wrong and like this is not normal and they go in and they're like oh yeah you're like you don't have a shoulder socket or a labrum or a rotator cuff 
and, um, yeah. So, but a really high pain tolerance is something that you do. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. I guess so. Which it could be a good and a bad thing. Pain is your body trying to help you. Um, mm -hmm. And I've definitely had moments where I would say my pain tolerance has probably hurt me <laughs> in the long run. But uh, yeah, that was the worst injury I think I've had. Actually, absolutely the worst injury I've had from a seizure. But it's also why not restricting movement is so important. Because your body has no signal to say this is unnatural. Relax. You know, you're just mm -hmm. tense and you break your bones in half. Oof. You're, yeah, I've, that's I've happened been, to Nathan. Oh, right? yeah. I'm getting the ABGBs. Yeah, I got a plate here <laughs> and just, you know, I originally dislocated my shoulder from falling off of a porch. And then, like, I don't even think I ever got hurt playing football. It was just like seizures, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. which is, but, because a lot of people it's like we walk we talk we can do things and it's like is it a disability people will question and like man mm -hmm. yes you can be disabled from not having a shoulder literally on your socket and you know yeah. break breaking your face like these are major major mm -hmm. things and i guess what we're trying to say to our hazers out there that are listening is if you're going up a ski lift put on the damn arm bar okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. My fiance a... always has his arm around me skiing now. Um, and so that was what he was doing at the time that I had the seizure Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's screaming at the lifties, like, stop the lifts. Like, she's not going to be able to snowboard off. Everyone's oh, they have freaking a out. The lifties, the people that, are those the people that operate the lift? Lifties? Yeah. Oh, yeah, lifties. Cool. I guess that's a casual term for it. Huh. Lift opter, lift yeah. operators. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then you know, I my he had to sign a paper that said yes, they advised we go to the hospital, but no, we're not going. Because um, you know he just knows yeah. my needs and uh, but it's no, you know, even medical professionals don't necessarily know how to handle it. Like my. Uh, sister-in-law is a PT and she had a guidebook for what to do and one of the things that she volunteered to do is rewrite the guidebook on seizures just because she's so close to me and their guidebook written by you know a medical professional had said to immediately start giving someone CZ CPR and that is like insane to me you're just going to completely break a bunch of bones in their body um, versus, you know, trying to get them on their side a little bit so their airways are breathing. And I mean, a medical professional wrote that. That is insane. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm so happy that you volunteered. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But um, that's, yeah, the number one reason that I was so interested in doing this, like this type of thing. The more I've talked about it, you know, you sometimes get the response where someone's like, oh my God, my dog has seizures. And then they feel really bad. I'm like, don't feel bad. It's good that you know something about epilepsy. Um, even if it's in your dog, that doesn't offend me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the more you talk about it, it's so important. I get so many phone calls where someone's like, oh, I'm fat, so happy we had that conversation. Someone randomly had a seizure and I was the only one that knew what to do. Uh, oh, cool. So yeah, it's important. Yeah. I we're, we're so happy to have you on and thanks for coming on. And I, I already know just the content of this conversation is it's gonna reach people. We, we had somebody reach us uh, that listened to the Jared podcast too, while she had a stereo EEG 
and she was just like it helped her get through. So epilepsy unfiltered. We'd love to have you back too. We want to update how the wedding plan is going. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> a, so it's just such a relatable thing. Like uh, Shannon was the first woman I met that like you know with the family and stuff and. You know, as a man with epilepsy, it's just like there's different things that I can help speak from my experience and then stuff that I just was like, hey, you need to talk to Shannon, for example, catamenial epilepsy and what that really mm -hmm. means. So I am really excited to get this one scheduled and out the door. And um, it is really cool to hear your story. Anna. And thank you so much for having the courage and just to speak up uh, and out about yeah. it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys for creating this platform. I know I just like mm -hmm. word vomited stuff on <laughs> on you guys, but we love uh, that. Yeah, this is and people love to hear it. Anna, I mean, it's uh, it's like I said earlier. It it provides hope, an element of hope for other people to hear other people's stories. You know, oh yeah, yeah it's happened to me. Yeah. I've been there. And look at you, like you're, you know, you guys are still, you know, you're working and you're doing stuff and having kids yeah. and getting married and, um, and it's encouraging and that, that yeah. part of it is encouraging, uh, for us hey. too. So. Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. My parents have gotten super involved too with that Plebs foundation. My dad tried to stick a bell in my mouth, like a wooden handle first <laughs> time I had one because he didn't know any better. Oh wow. And they realized. Yeah with uh them having no education in it and then you know my mom's a teacher so now every parent at school their kid starts having seizures they go to them um oh good again yeah just talking more about it finding stories that are relatable we need to we need to write we need to all get together write the hazy not crazy guide galactic guide to the seizure handbook <laughs> what was that book the hitchhiker's guide to um oh, yeah, drawing a blank Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. We'll get that together. So my last oh. question is, when do you guys have a, I mean, I know you just got engaged, but what, when do you have a date? Are you looking at any time? Yeah. We're thinking fall 2024. Besides that, we have no oh. idea. Um, Interesting. Awesome. I totally was going to think Exciting. it would be a winter month on a mountain. Yeah. I've, that's <laughs> definitely a possibility. I think we're, um, going to try to stay local in Colorado and I am already overwhelmed by thinking about <laughs> planning. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, 2024. And then my maid of honor, Alyssa, pretty much the only two things we have planned besides being married at the end of the day. <laughs> awesome. Go. Well, keep us That's up good. to date and we're going to follow up. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And thank you. Um, thank you. Thank <laughs> Looks like we Shannon lost just peace out. Uh, Shannon just had, went bye bye. She was done with the conversation. Um, <laughs> she was like, "I'm out." Oh, she yeah. just texted her battery died. Oh, okay. Oh, thank my battery died. Okay. Well, okay. Anna, thank again. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. This was really cool. And I'll definitely let yeah, thank you. Jared know we spoke. I know he's just an awesome guy and. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep in touch. We want to follow up. Um, give give uh, the fiance a big shout out from the Hazers, you know. And yeah, I will for sure. Again, this is going to, I'm sure, just get a lot of mileage and really inspire a young woman out there, you know, especially to see you in your position and be a successful athlete and then go on to just 
do awesome things is it's clutch. It's money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on. It was really nice to meet you guys virtually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great rest of the day and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. I'll